Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours. We're a music podcast that chats to artists, musicians, and creatives on their songwriting craft and upcoming projects. I'm your host, Simon Fink, and welcome to episode 274. Our guest today on the podcast is Bethany Cosentino. The former Best Coast frontwoman is stepping out on her own and is today releasing her debut solo record, Natural Disaster. It's a brilliant record that sees the California native delving into more of a folky and Americana-ish kind of sound. Now, before we get into our chat with Bethany, please make sure you subscribe to this podcast on whatever app you find good podcasts on and ensure you're following us across all of our social media channels. Details for all can be found within the show notes of today's episode. Our guest today is Bethany Cosentino. The California-based singer and songwriter became a household name throughout the 2010s as one half of the indie rock band Best Coast. Known for their scuzzy surf rock guitars mixed with dreamlike chords and songs about Los Angeles and love, Bethany's songwriting resonated with a whole generation of fans. During the pandemic, she found herself questioning who she was musically and what it was that she wanted to say. Having been the face of the slacker stoner queen generation, she decided to put Best Coast on pause and work out exactly who she is. And that is what has led us to her brilliant debut record, Natural Disaster. It's a wonderful collection of songs that see Bethany trying on different sonic soundscapes that are inspired by her heroes like Stevie Nicks and Sheryl Crow, and it definitely works in her favour. Now, in today's episode, we talk to Bethany about the decision to put Best Coast on ice and how she feels about it. We discuss working with Butch Walker for this record, and we also discuss whether we can expect to see Bethany down here in Australia in support of the record. Natural Disaster is out today and we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to buy or stream the record. And we do want to say a massive thank you to Juliet and Liz from the Oriole Co for their help with today's episode. Here is our conversation with Bethany Cosentino. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Bethany Cosentino. Hello, how are you? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you so much for your time today, Bethany. Yeah, of course. Um, Now, it's a very, very exciting time for you at the moment, and I know that people um, are very excited about this brand new record of yours, which I want to get to in a second, but I believe there's also another exciting thing to talk about. I want to say a very quick congratulations. I I believe you got engaged recently. Oh, I did. Thank you very much. Thank you. That's very exciting. (laughs) (laughs) 
kind of kind of hard to believe. I mean, it it I knew I the the person that I'm with, like we had talked about it and I knew it was kind of coming, but it's just I feel like the girl who wrote Crazy for You, if you had told her <laughs> that she was gonna be engaged to be married at 36, I feel like she would have like laughed in your face and ran away. <laughs> <laughs> I love that though. I feel like this is, well, it might almost be like the the same kind of analogy for this brand new record that we're talking about, Natural Disaster. It is out this week. It is a brilliant record, firstly, off the top, I have to say. Thank you. Um, no, of course. It. I wonder, and we will dive into this, this record is, it's unlike anything, I think, the, as you mentioned, this, the um, songwriter from Crazy For You or Ardeal or Boyfriend would maybe think that she was doing in 15, 16 years' time. How are you feeling about the record coming out? I'm really excited. I'm so ready for everyone to hear this record. I made it in secret. I was, like, doing this whole project, you know, behind closed doors and the people closest to me and obviously the people that work with me knew what I was doing, but I was very conscious to sort of keep it from the public because I really wanted to nurture the the project as it evolved and to allow myself space to just sort of, you know, figure out who I wanted to be. And so it's, I've been living with it for a long time. So it's really exciting that other people are going to get to live with it now. I am very excited for um, a number of people to, to hear this record. We are, um, love best coast here in Australia. Um, and I know that there's a lot of people excited when the news broke that you were releasing a solo record, that they'd be getting new music from you in terms of holding on to these songs for a while now, as you said, was it something that was a decision made and, and songs that you were writing were solely for you? Or was it something that you just kind of worked out organically as these songs were coming out? had a pretty, um, I had a pretty like confident notion, you know, as to what I was doing. And when the last Best Coast record came out, you know, it was the top of 2020 pre-COVID and two weeks into our tour, the world shut down and it, you know, it very quickly became a thing where it was like, oh, this, this album cycle is kind of just getting wrapped up. Like, you know, I don't really have control. And we continued to try and rebook the tour. And then it just really felt like the universe was pointing me in the direction of like, try something else. Like this, if anything, the pandemic, I think, allowed people to sort of reprioritize what it is that they wanted to be doing in life. And I think I had a big realization that I was like, I've always wanted to make a different style of music, a different kind of record. And I just don't feel like I can do it as Best Coast, but maybe I can do it as Bethany. So I just started like trying on different hats. Like I just started trying (laughs) to like write different kinds of songs and collaborate with different people. I mean, I've been making music with Bob since I was 21 and he's like one of my best friends and like my big brother, but you know, I just knew that it was time for me to go try to be a different version of myself. And, um, yeah, it just, it, the second I realized what I was doing, it just all kind of started to flow. That's awesome. I do love that. And this record is, it is touching on like quite a few genres. I feel like there's, um, there's a little bit of like pop rock. There's a little bit of country. Mm -hmm. Were you listening to a lot of 
different music when you were kind of, as you mentioned, trying on different hats, were you listening to lots of different types of music to see what could fit? And was there anything that I guess maybe, was there a different genre altogether? Maybe a, um, like a Bethany hip hop record that's in the vault somewhere. <laughs> Not yet. Maybe you Not never yet. know. You never know what's <laughs> going to happen. Um, yeah, I basically was like, going on these really long walks and I was listening to just music that I've grew up listening to, but stuff that I hadn't really listened to in a long time. And I think something that happened when, you know, in those early days of COVID, when we couldn't really like go experience the world is I had to figure out like how to be creative and how to be musical without physically doing it and like going out. Cause like I was trying to do the like live stream stuff and I was like, this is, I don't want to do this. I just want to be like a consumer of art right now. And so I would go on these really long walks with my dog. Cause there was really nothing else to do. And I would listen to like Sheryl Crow and Bonnie Raitt and the Indigo Girls and um, Lucinda Williams, Linda Ronstadt, the Counting Crows, like music that I loved when I was younger and also music that like was around my household growing up. And uh, I just was like, oh wait, I kind of want to like dip my toe into all of these different pools. And so it was really nice to just like make a playlist of inspiration and just sit and listen to it, you know, walk around and listen to it or put it on the speaker while I was making dinner or whatever. It was just a really like fun experience of letting myself be a fan of music and then sort of decide like, what did I want? What, like I said, like what kind of hats musically did I want to try on? Musical hats. <laughs> <laughs> One of the, um, the artists that you just mentioned then I feel has influenced the record a little bit. I think it was, um, just trying to remember the track is, I think it was a single day gave me very strong Cheryl Crow vibes, um, which I kind well, of loved. I love that. And if, if it did, it's likely because I wrote that song with Jeff Trott, who is Sheryl Crow's like right-hand man. He's written everything with her. And I was actually in Nashville, um, and I was at dinner and, you know, I've, Cheryl Crow's my favorite. She's one of my favorite artists of all time. And I just really was like, I was talking to somebody at dinner and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm in Nashville and it'd be so cool to like write with Cheryl Crow. And she looked at me and she's like, well, I can get you a session with Jeff Trott. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> yes. And like, that's kind of the beauty and the magic of what, how this record happened as well is it was just sort of like very serendipitous. Like I would meet a person who knew a person and then that person would introduce me to a different person. And it just very much felt like it was just gelling in this way. So anyway, it was very exciting for me to get to write with Jeff and he's just the coolest. And yeah, I'm, I'm happy that the Cheryl influence comes across. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you, um, you also worked with Butch Walker for this record who I think that years ago there was, um, what was it? It was like a tweet or maybe like a Rolling Stone article that it was advised he was going to work on the third Best Coast record, but it didn't end up happening. What drew you back to working with um, Butch this time around for this record? So when I first met Butch, yeah, it was we were doing pre-production for California Nights, and I think it was just a different... 
I was still young and stubborn and very like, this music belongs to me and I don't collaborate with anybody but Bob. And, you know, Butch really wanted to come in and be a producer. And I was just sort of like, no, I'm not, I'm not ready for that. And it was an amicable sort of just like, this isn't going to work out. Timing's not right. Blah, 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 whatever. And when I started to work on this record, I started thinking of collaborators that might be cool, who sort of had a foot in the world of like rock and roll, like the Rolling Stones, Tom Petty, but also new country music and also new pop music. Mm. And I just was like, I wonder what Butch is up to. I wonder like if Butch <laughs> would even be like if Butch would even want to work with me after all these years. And I reached out to him and hadn't spoken to him in many, many years and was just like, hey, I'm going to make a solo record. Here's a list of references. Here's some demos. Let me know if you're interested. And he was just like, oh my God, yes, come to my studio. And at the time he was in Santa Monica, he was back and forth between Nashville and Santa Monica, but he was in LA. So I drove out, we recorded It's Fine. That was the first track we did. And I drove home that day being like, oh yeah, duh, this is this is the guy. Like I'm doing this with him. And also it was kind of a full circle moment for me of just realizing like how much I've grown and evolved that I can collaborate with people now in ways that I was so against at a younger age, you know? 100%. Are you maybe not surprised, but like, is it something that you've found? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I guess as an evolution of growth, as you've mentioned, like that, that being able to collaborate with all these different people when previously... Maybe not. I think there was, was there a joint single with Butch maybe like years ago before this record? No, I never, I had never put any music out with Butch before now. I might be thinking of a different promotional single. <laughs> um, with that, I would just like, uh, there was one song that really kind of spoke to me on the record. I think it was sonically the most different that anyone might have heard you before. And it was um, Real Life which mm. just very different, almost. I thought that I might have accidentally hit a different record when putting <laughs> that track on. Um, how did that song kind of come about and what was the, the creation process like for that song? So that one I actually co-wrote with Rustin Kelly, who is one of my favorite songwriters. He's incredible. And I've been a fan of Rustin's for a long time. And we would always kind of like message back and forth and be like, we should collaborate in some capacity, whether it's write together or do a song together. And he was in LA. And so I was just like, will you, will you get together with me and write? I'm like writing with other people, collaborating with a bunch of people for this record. 
So we went to uh, SIR in Hollywood, which is hilarious because it's like a it's a practice space, but it's like this ridiculous like Hollywood sort of place. And um, we were just like, okay, yeah, we'll go sit in this room and write. And I told him that I was like, I kind of want to write a song that's about uh, reconnecting with like my inner child and sort of the relationship that I have with a younger version of myself and how all of the things in life that I feel disconnected from are actually all things that I still contain because even though we grow up, we're still, you know, we're still the the person who was six at some point, you know? (laughs) Um, And so it just, that one flowed like really well and we had a great time writing it. And then the production, like I, when I brought it to Butch, I was like, I kind of want this one to have like a Fleetwood Mac kind of vibe. And he played this really awesome bass part and drums that feels pretty rhythmic of like Tusk era Fleetwood Mac. But then it Mm. also feels kind of like emo and country at the same time. (laughs) So it kind of has like a lot of different a lot of different parts. Mm-hmm. I, I, now that you've mentioned the kind of emo vibe of it, I can see that I might not have gotten there by <laughs> myself, but I do love that. Um, well, Rustin's very emo. So I think me and Rustin together, like it became pretty emo. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that. Uh, are you finding that, and and obviously there, there is a lot of love for Best Coast out there. There's a lot of excitement for this record. Have you found, and I don't necessarily want to harp on it for too long, but has there been any reaction of, of people not not happy? What's the word? I guess, has there been any reaction that you're surprised with of, of going solo? Um, you know, the day that it was announced, there was like a couple comments of just sort of like, you know, mostly people being like, well, what about Bob? And, you know, people sort of creating drama that doesn't exist, you know, Mm -hmm. sort of this idea that like, I think there's this, it's, it feels like a very misogynistic thing, but there's, there's very much, I think this narrative of like, when a woman goes solo, it must mean that, you know, she's a bitch or she abandoned these other people or she's selfish and chose herself over everybody else. And in reality, like, that's not what it is. I think it is just, Sometimes you outgrow even yourself and you get to a place where you just need to stretch your arms and your legs and do something different. And when I went to Bob and told him that I wanted to do this, he was nothing but supportive. He still is. Like he'll text Mm. me and be like, you know, I'm doing this thing tonight where I'm singing and he's coming out. And I texted him and was like, I'm so nervous. And he was like, no, you're going to kill it. Like he truly is like family to me. But anyway, that was kind of like the only thing is that I think people were concerned that like, it must've meant that Bob and I had a falling out. And it's like, no, Bob is like my, he used to say to me all the time, like I get to be in a band with one of my favorite singers. Like, and that was always such an (laughs) honor to me. And also it's like, I didn't say that this project is over forever. I don't know Mm -hmm. what the future holds. I was very, I was very, um, I really wanted to be intentional about not making this a definitive thing. You know, I think Best Coast, I can always return to it if and when I want to. We can always do anniversary shows. It's just like the possibilities are are, are endless, right? Exactly. I think there was one quote um, 
there was one quote somewhere when, when it was announced that you mentioned that realistically you have been in that band for a good part of your 20s. I think you and I are of similar age. I think you're 86. Yes. Yes, 87, baby. Um, and so I think it's that thing of in, the tw- in your 20s, you're still forming who you are and now in your 30s, you don't need to be that same person. So it is a thing of growth and working out who yeah. you can be outside of. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I've, I have really identified as best coast for a long time. And I think mm-hmm. it wasn't until the pandemic where I couldn't do my job that really made me realize, like, I don't know who I am without this title. I genuinely mm-hmm. do not know what my purpose is without being Bethany from Best Coast. And so it felt like very, it felt imperative for me to just walk away, get uncomfortable and try something different. And yeah, you're right. It's like who you are at 22 is not who you should be at 36. And if you are still acting the same, you might want to evaluate some life choices. (laughs) We've got much bigger concerns, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I'm very excited for, and and again, so all love to Bob. Um, one thing I'm excited for is to see how this album plays out in a live setting. Because obviously with Best Coast, you are yourself, Bob, possibly a drummer, possibly a fourth person, but it is not restrictive. But I feel like, as you mentioned, I can see this album almost having like a Fleetwood Mac kind of vibe. Like you've got maybe six or seven people on stage with you. Is yeah. that <laughs> what the intention is going to be, I guess? I mean, hopefully at some Mm -hmm. point it's, you know, it's, (laughs) it's hard because in a lot of ways I'm like starting from the ground up and I have to sort of like rebuild, right? It's like, there's, I think a lot of fans are going to come over with me, but I also think the, the point of this too is to hopefully introduce myself to a whole new audience and a whole new, you know, music listener who might be like, I don't know what Best Coast is, but I like this girl's voice or I like these songs or whatever. So for now, I'm kind of in this position where I'm like, okay, I have to sort of think on my toes and figure out how to make this work because I don't have like, you know, a Fleetwood Mac level budget. Mm. (laughs) So I'm, you know, I would hope at some point that it can be a thing where it's a big record. There's a lot of stuff going on. And I hope that someday soon I can get a sick band and, you know, get this thing like on the road. Um, and it will happen. I just think for right now, like I'm, you know, it's baby steps. I'm trying to really figure this out. I'm also like, I'm teaching myself to play guitar differently. Like Mm -hmm. it's not, it's not best coast in any way, shape or form. So I think it really deserves its moment to sort of be, um, it's you know, to figure, yeah, to figure out how to make it work. But I absolutely, like, I love touring and I love performing. So it will, it will happen. I know that um, on this record, you're playing the piano as well on um, track Easy. I, can we expect to see you play? I'm not sure if you were playing piano previously live, but can we see Beth at the piano this time around? I have played, I played keyboards on like one or two songs on the last Best Coast tour which was fun. And then of course the tour got shut down and I was like, Oh man, I was going to have my little keyboard (laughs) moment. But yeah, I would love to be able to like play keys and piano. It it was really fun to like have piano songs on a record. Cause I've written at the piano many times and I had written at the piano 
for Best Coast before, but it never translated. You know, we would always be like, well, maybe we could make it a guitar song. And it's like, no, I think when you write on piano, it makes sense to keep it on piano. At least for me, it does. And so it was real exciting to be like, we're going full piano ballad. We're doing it. We're just going <laughs> to fucking do it. And it was very, very, very fun. Well, it... I would be lying if I said it sounded fun because it is still a ballad, but it is a <laughs> yeah. very, very solid ballad. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I know that, as you mentioned, kind of it is the early stages of touring and planning everything else. I do have to ask because it seems silly not to with the opportunity of um, talking to you right now. At some point, maybe next year, could we expect to see yourself uh, touring Australia in support of the record? I mean, that I Australia is one of my favorite places in the entire world. So I'm always like, when can I go to Australia? <laughs> so trust me, it's like at the top of my list. Australia and Japan are like my two favorite places to travel to and play shows in. I, Australia is just, the last time I was there, I was like, I think I could live here. I think I could truly <laughs> like move here and start over, start a whole new life in Australia. <laughs> 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 there have been some artists have drawn similarities to I think Sydney and, and California, so there might be some form of a lineage yeah, there that, that might it, translate well. It it has a bit of a like Southern California vibe. It, it, to me, it feels a lot more like San Diego, which is like more south. But mm-hmm. it, yeah, I feel like when I'm in Australia, I just feel like I'm like at home. Like I'm like, oh yeah, I know where I am. I know what's going on. <laughs> Look, I'm very glad to hear that. I'm glad we've had a, a positive um, impression on you. Um, yes. Bethany, usually we would ask our guests what they're currently listening to. Is there anything at the moment that it's currently on high rotation for yourself? I really love this artist, Madison Cunningham. Um, her m- most recent record, I actually, this event that I'm singing at tonight, um, she's going to be there too performing. And she's so intimidating because her guitar playing is just like, insane. I've never seen a person play the guitar the way that she plays the guitar. And I'm like, my inner critic is always like, you're the, you don't even deserve to hold a guitar. (laughs) And I'm like around (laughs) Madison, who's just like an insane shredder, but I love her most recent record. Um, I love, you know, the strong, the strong enough or not strong enough boy genius song is fucking it's an undeniable classic hit song. Mm-hmm. Um, and then aside from that, I really, I honestly just listened to like the same four Fleetwood Mac, Sheryl Crow, Linda Ronstadt <laughs> records just over and over and over again. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that either. They are classics <laughs> for a reason. So I very much appreciate that. <laughs> um, Bethany, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and congratulations on Natural Disaster. It's out this week and we'll put it in the uh, show notes for everyone to purchase stream and keep their eyes out for when you're touring but uh, thank you again for coming on the podcast thank you Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.